Okay, Boketov, we have we have uh, the privilege today to grab onto something that I think is. We'll speak to all of us. Tachlis, just speak to all of us. Trigger warning. Um, if I heard this year in high school, I'd punch me. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. I would punch me. <laughs> I think that, that um, as we're living through another non-surprising time of of the ex- unexpected expected, let's put it like that, and we'll, we'll explain what that means and hopefully throughout the year today, within us emerges this ratzon for something that n- new to happen, aside from geula, but something, the mahalach, the tahalich, what it's going to take to get through now, something some new chidush, something we never heard of before, and sometimes remembering that it's not about anything new, it's about really embarking on a path that was set for us a long time ago can be very frustrating. Because the part of us wants mamash, something something completely new to hold on to, to, to engage with. But really the, the path that we're on towards Towards Geula is not a, it's not a new path. It's a very, very, it's a very, very old path. And, you know, quite often when people tell us, listen, now it's time to daven, and you want to punch them. Like, no, it's not. But is there ever a time not to daven, right? And this is a war that's happening you know, inside. It's like, it leaves us very restless. Like, it's very, it's like, I don't know about you, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm so tired, and it doesn't matter if I slept eight hours last night or three hours last night. It's an exhaustion. It, it wears us down because, <clears throat> because of the obvious, that there's an, as much as there's this you know, outside thing going on, there's this inside, there's a lot, a lot of tension. And you don't have to be apologetic about it. It means you're alive. It means you're very much you know, in tune with Nishmat Am Yisrael. I was on the phone last night with a friend in Los Angeles, and um, he said to me that he had to, uh, over the last few days, he had to stop and realize for a second that he's not American, that he's Jewish, because he was realizing how much he's basically surrounded by, you know, his, that his matzav ruach, that his matzav ruach, his uh, temperament, <clears throat> and his uh, inner calm, or outer calm, whatever it is, is so directly affected by what's happening around him. And what people are talking about, social media are just the talk of the street. And he said, um, and then he gets these bolts of like, he'll see like, you know, the words Bnei Brak or Chedera. Or he's originally Israeli. Chedera, Bnei Brak, whatever, Be'er And then he's like, oh, that's right, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm actually Jewish, I'm Israeli. I'm not American. And then he has to be uncomfortable again. And we were talking about like, oh, when you have to be uncomfortable again, it's like a sign that you're actually home. Mm-hmm. But that's a very, that's a very hard thing to, to accept. That like being uncomfortable is a simon that you're home. So it leads us to a lot of questions, a lot of very valid questions, and a lot of, you know, these, these standing before Hashem, like, Mazer, what is exactly that you want from us? Bamet, Bapnima, like on a personal level, 
What do you want from us? I'm not talking about a national level now. I'm not talking about a general level. I'm a very pretty level that we need chizuk to know, is there anything that we could actually do or that's right to do right now? That's the really thing. Like, what's the right thing to do right now? And the truth is, is that even if right now, Be'ezrat Hashem, there's nothing for a few days, it doesn't solve the real problem. That's not solving anything. There, there is a much larger th- you know, problem that happens, you know, it happens all the time, that we have to figure out. And we have to really, really cling ourselves to thinking big picture, not small picture. Not micro anymore, mamash, macro. Not micro, not, not band-aids, but something bigger. So in the past, and I was so happy he did this, in the past we've learned, the truth is a few weeks ago we learned in Rabbi Nachman's shir how we saw that the Hasidim of Rabbi Nachman would take like one apostrophe in one of his sikhas and like build, you know, like hours of emunah talks based on like, well, what did he mean when he put the apostrophe here and not there? Or when did he, when he put the comma before that word, you know, taking, taking hours of chizuk, really, based on, like, digduk of Rabbi Nachman. But today we're going to see a few lines of a story of Rabbi Nachman to help us with providing us with some kind of a chizuk with what we just spoke about right now. And what I know is causing each and every one of us to feel uh, legitimately and justifiably restless on every level, on every account, restless. You know, on a... On a Personal level of us, it's like, you know, we probably have to push off the, on Sunday the, the everything because the poalim can't, can't get in. And there's, there's safety issues that we had, to, we were supposed to deal with yesterday and today and Sunday morning that are not happening. Even the chomarim, the actual stuff to finish certain things like doors on the main shul, it's not, it's not even up to us. And who knows? But I mean, that should be the biggest problems we have that we push off. That should be the biggest problem that we have right now. The Eretz Yisrael is filled with ship homes right now. So, <clears throat> Rav Erez Moshe Doron is someone we've learned from in the past. His words are so brilliant, and they're very, um, they're very simple. They're not. It's not difficult Hebrew, and even it's not difficult Messer uh, as well. It's just putting things. It's aligning things. It's putting things in the right kivun. And he's going to take us on a beautiful journey based on one paragraph in one of Rabbi Nachman's stories for us to get the chizuk that I hope is Hashem will all feel from what we're going to be learning right now. And the title is very... Um, title is very uh, to the point. Like if you could knock on heaven's door and say, we just want to know, like, what is it that you guys want? You know? Just checking. Because we thought we were on, on the right path. We thought, we knew what we were doing. We felt good about our life's decisions, our choices. What's going on in Shemaim? What do you guys want from us? Write this now? Or is this Last night. Earlier one? Okay. Two. Two nights ago, uh-huh. right after Bnei Brak. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I felt like this is, and the truth is, this, thanks for asking, this is a condensed, because it's too long, it's five pages, what he wrote. If you want the full version, I'll be more than happy to send it to you. Sorry? Tuesday. When was B'nai Brak? So this is Tuesday night. <clears throat> Tuesday night. Nir'eh shekol makom ba'olam mitpotsetz nishtaf. Rotsim livroach velo yodim le'an. Kind of, but nishtaf means swept away, like like flooded over, flooded over. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Shitafon, exactly, exactly. It seems that the whole world is exploding, is being flooded, and we want to run away to somewhere, but we don't know to where. Lo yodim le'an. Lo yodim le'an. Sounds like a song. This line. Lo yodim le'an. Rabbi Nachman is going to help us. He's going to give an answer to this question. Where do you run to? This is from the, the you know, the, the Rabbi Nachman's tales, right? The stories. This is from the mice of the Baal Tefillah. Now, it's, it's, it's a long, long, amazing story. We're just doing one paragraph. The day came, there was a hero. And to this hero, other heroes clinged to this hero. And this gibor, this hero would go with his giborim, with, with his heroes, and they would go and conquer countries. When he conquered these places, he didn't want anything from the people he conquered other than hachna'a. Now you could choose to put in whatever word you want for that. Good luck. It doesn't mean giving up. Submission. Yeah. Submission, surrender, and more. Giving in instead of giving up maybe is better. He didn't want, that's all he wanted. He didn't want to use them for nothing. And then when these people that he, the countries that he conquered would actually do this before the hero, before the king, he would just let them be. And if they wouldn't if they wouldn't go through this he would destroy them. And he would go and conquer. He didn't want any money. That's all he wanted. You know, we see this like, um, it's not the situation right now in Ukraine, in Russia. It's not really the situation in places where people say, you know, we just want to conquer. We don't want anything from you. It's not true. It's usually that's just a, the bait to get them to, to surrender. But here it really was a situation of, no, it's Now he says over here, how would, how would this gibor work? He would send his message of what he wants from them way before he actually event, you know, got to the country. He would send shluchim, he would send an email, he would send, he would get the message across to the people, this is what I want, but way before the king actually got there, the gibor got there. That's just like a long distance. And this is how he would conquer the world. This is how he would conquer countries. 
Now, when you learn the story of the Baal Tzvila, you see this is just, you know, the context of the story. But in Breslov, what they do is they take paragraphs, sentences, lines, and they say the Rebbe was hinting, Rebbe Nachman's infinite wisdom was giving us etzes, upon etzes, with every, with every word, with every line. And the tafkid of us is to draw out from whatever we see from the words of Rabbi Nachman to provide us with chizuk, and that's exactly what the rest of this piece is, giving us directive based on a paragraph and a story. And you could already imagine where this story is leading us to. And that's why it's going to be hard to, to really be okay with the, with, with the rest of the year, Because we asked the question in the beginning, What do they want from us in Shemaim, right? Amash, what do they want from us? Replace the word with bitter. Yeah, that's fine. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could totally. Now, hagv- now listen to what Erez says, and this is hard to accept, but it's true. Hagvurot, hadinim, hatsar hagadol sheyesh ba'olam, mekoram b'midat hagvura ha'elokit. Okay, right now, what's a, what's what's what mida right now seems to be like the mida that's that most that, that that's most powerful right now in the world? Din, gvura, gvura elokit, the dinim that's in the, that, are, that are in the world right now. Of course, there are also beautiful things happening, and babies are being born, and couples are being are getting engaged. Of course, all those things are happening as well. But for some reason, that's not exactly what's you know, showering what we're feeling as a, in a general sense that's hovering upon Am Yisrael. We feel din, we feel gvura. The, the makor for this midah is gvura elokit. Zeu gibor, shaya olechim gibora vekobesh medinot. Obviously the gibor that we're talking about is Hashem, that would go and conquer, conquer countries. Ha-gibor hazeh otse be'etzim rak davar echad, hachna'a. This gibor only wants one thing from us. What's that one thing? Hachna'a. Shenavin miyu hayachid shemanhig. That we finally understand who is the only one that is leading us. Shenodeh sheyesh rak beyadav pitaron lechol mevucha. Shenaskim lekabel malchuto veadnuto. That we should admit that only in Hashem's hand there's a solution for all this very uh, complicated maze that we're finding ourselves in, to accept upon ourselves his malchut and his adnut. And he quotes it, quotes it again. We need to understand what does Hashem want from us. Hakadosh Baruch Hu lo negdenu, which is a chiddush to some people, maybe it's a opposing thoughts to some people. God is not against us. His son is that we recognize him, that we see him as the only one that's running the show. That we should. All the things we said before. Now, before we continue, I just want to make it clear, and I said this in the, women, in the men's shir yesterday, when men's shir we showed up learning Piyasetzna to had our svarim on our laps and never got to the text. We have an hour of just sichas chaverim. When we, when, we, when we talk like, when we say there's no leadership in Am Yisrael, we're not talking about Bennett versus Bibi. It's, they're, every, they're all pawns. 
זה אותו שטויות. A year ago there were crazy things happening in Lod and in Yafo. Who, who was the prime minister then? And we all thought, wow, this is happening now. Everything's going to have to change. It's the same game. It doesn't matter who's... Mamash. So don't think for a second, if we talk about needing of new leadership, that I'm, God forbid, referring to, we have to remove Bennett from the... We have to remove all of them. It's not... It's, this has nothing to do with any, with any person right now. They're all pawns. It hasn't worked in... In many, many years, since there's a person that got up and really said, And let's not start to guess who I'm thinking was the last person either. It doesn't matter. Right now I know that this is not about, when we talk about, you know, a person that's going to bring us to Hachna, that's what we're, that's what we're, that's what we're referring to as who we want in, in the front of our lines. A person that's going to bring us to the recognition That Am Yisrael, you know, Rav Weinberger once told me when I was dating, and I went to go meet with him, he, he, he told me something which made me feel good and then really also difficult. He said, Shlema, your zivug is not like a, what did he say? It's not an Avenue J, kosher delight type of date. <laughs> Meaning, he said, listen, it's going to be a little bit more, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit more, you know, In Indian, in Avodah. But what, 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 what am I trying to say from that is that Am Yisrael's thing is not like, okay, we'll find out how it's going to work best politically and then things will be good for us. It's, that's not how it's going to work here. It never did and never will be. It's something much bigger than that. Like we're all in right now and we see. What do we have to lean on? Bokro shel olam acher memashmesh uba. The morning of another world is starting to show its rays of light and it's coming. Ovrim dira. We're moving. And those of you that know, those of you that live in the Parsha of boxing things or of moving, it is traumatic. They say, what do they say about moving? Other than marriage it's, or, or childbirth? Next thing of the, no, moving the, is, next, is the biggest cause of divorce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> High stress level. High stress level. Okay. Everything's going into boxes. By the way, it should all be good, Hannah, when the move. It should all be sweet, smooth. <laughs> good, 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 good. Good Hashem. Then, you know, you take off pictures from the wall and you're like, oh my God, look at the... <laughs> look, what, look what was behind here. It's like B'dikah's thumb. It's like, oh my God, this was what behind, behind this couch. It's very hard when you're in the middle of a move to say, okay, we're going to do this in an orderly fashion because every time you pick up something and you move something and you see what was there, it causes you to forget, to take you out of your zone and make you have to realign and reconfigurate And like, say, ah, whatever I thought I was going to get done today, or however I thought I was going to get it done, no, the mashuach, now I need something else. אי אפשר שיהיה סדר. בעיניים שלנו, עיני ילד תמה, אפילו הדובי שנטמן בארגז מתפרש כשואה. This is a very strong line. Wow, this is, a, this is a crazy line. It says, in our eyes, the eyes of a simple, pure child, When you take their teddy bear and you put it in a box, for him it's like a shoah. Meaning, the way, 
the, what happens to us when we don't understand, you know, why is this going into a box? Where are we moving? Why do we have to move? Why do we have to move without understanding anything? Is a, is a catastrophe. En shalva. There's no serenity. But we are moving. Kulanu. We are moving to a completely different place and to a completely different time. And that's why everyone knows that whoever's tapped into the more of the Pneumius of Torah understands that the need for tapping into a much deeper level of a stream of consciousness is really the Avodah right now because that's what's happening anyway, whether we like it or not. And that's why the floor is, the earth is shaking. And that's why the walls are tumbling down. Now he says something very interesting here. It's, so, it's a simple story. I could relate to it. Those of us that were here as kids or as adults already at, during Milchemet on France, the Gulf War will find this very intriguing. Very, very, you'll, you'll see what I mean. בימים אלו של טרור אני נזכר באפיזורה ממלחמת המפרץ שמן הסתם תלווה אותי כל ימי חיי. I'm going back, he's saying, reminiscing to a scene that happened during the Gulf War that is probably going to escort me the rest of my life. התארחנו בשבת אצל חברים, we spent Shabbos by friends. זה היה באמצע המלחמה וכבר תורגלנו בצפירה ובכניסה לחדר האטום. We went to spend Shabbos by friends, which back then no one did. because no one knew what was going to happen. And he says, we already knew the drill. You hear the siren, and then you go into, you find the cheder atun, the sealed room. So that's, that's the drill, right? He says it was Shabbos. We washed our hands for lunch. We washed, we went to go sit down, waiting for everyone to finish watching, and then the siren went off. We went into the sealed room until the... The, the missiles landed. And we went in there, but, but in silence. They didn't, they didn't eat. They washed, but they didn't say a motzi yet. So they're all silently experiencing this going into a cheder Only a breast liver could have this like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, there's bombs, but wait a second. But wait a second. We, we washed. After many minutes of, of being in a sealed room in silence, that's when they, there was the, the follow-up, right? And we came, then we said a motzi and we had lunch, you know? Simple story, it seems, right? As I was eating, he ktabi bitom havana. Some kind of a deeper understanding struck me. <laughs> what we were doing, what you didn't do since Matan Torah till today. Sudat Shabbat Pshuta Kilchata. Simple. Sudat Shabbat. Haita Darkenu Lilachem Ba Meturaf Meirak Deaz Ubechola Meturafim Kmotomi Motolam. This has been our way to, to wage war, to fight. the insane man from Iraq, Yimach Shemo, and all the Meshuganes that have always been. Kach Saradnu, that's how we survived. He's going to explain what he means in a second. What did, what did, what did he do? Imperiot alu, kavshu medinot ve'amim, ramsu, hiku, ve'shinu p'nei tevel. You know, empires have 
right, have, have come up from nothing. They've conquered countries and people, and they've stricken people. They've shechted, killed, caused devastation. They changed the face of, 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 of mankind to a certain extent. And what did we do? And we continue to wash and sit down for Shabbos, for Shabbos meal. Sometimes these wars and battles have momentarily disrupted our, uh, you know, our problem, our inyan. And sometimes we've had to wait a little bit longer between Netilat Yadayim and Hamotzi. That means the head is like the echo. The echo of the battleship, of the, of the, of the battle scene, right? They slowly, slowly dimmed. And these mass empires sunk to the past. And we continued with, with ours. With quiet and with security. Without any you know, conventional weapons, without military strategies and without all the chachams that are saying in the government what to do, that's been the only way that in the long run, Am Yisrael has been able to overcome, to overcome our enemies and it's given, I think what I want to say is that he's given the koach for those that are on the battlefield to do what they have to do, knowing that we're doing what we have to do. Now, don't get startled with the next sentence, okay? I'm just warning you. En al mili lo al tzal, lo al Okay, now, why did I say don't get startled? Because what do you mean there's no one to lean on? A tzal is our army, Right? But if our army's hands are completely tied up with people that the concept of hachna'a and bitul don't play a role in their lives, it's very difficult to feel that tzahal can be, can be... They themselves would say this. The soldiers themselves would say, and you see more and more pictures of chayalim sending videos. Or I saw yesterday an amazing video of the most amazing heroic chayalim, miluimnikim, guys are in the middle, mid-30s, and they're serving now, they want to go home, they're going to go home for Shabbos, but they're told, you can't go home with your neshek, you have to leave it on base. And they're refusing to go home. They say, we either go home. That's right? interesting because my husband was told to carry them 16 around. Hmm? I think they changed it. Eitan was told changed. to carry them 16 around. But Eitan, Eitan's a little bit different because of his matzav with being kitat koenot. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's interesting. I thought they changed it. This was sent yesterday. But, uh, it doesn't matter. But I don't want to get stuck in this. It's not the point. The point is like this. When we say, when he says a word like, the Bnei Akiva kid in us wants to like run away from this kind of right? But we have to understand what, what he's referring to. The Lochem, the Lochem, the Jewish Lochem, you have to ask him, why, what are you fighting for? It's something Moshe Feiglin was speaking a lot about. You have to go up to Jewish soldiers and say, it's important to you understand what you're fighting for. Because quite often you'll ask them, what are you fighting for? And it's, almost at a, you know, it's, don't get me wrong, the gvura of some of this chavra is something that we'll never reach in a million gilgulim. 
But the consciousness is needed now on a much deeper level of the person that's protecting us to have a deeper Havana. Why? Why are you willing to get killed for me? Why? Let's bring the... Con- I know why I'm doing... Hopefully, I know... Well, I, you know, on whatever level of Mesirat Nefesh I have, I hope I understand deeper why I have it. I want you to know, it's an, I need you to know why you're actually willing to do something so heroic. Why again? Sorry? Could you um, like, elaborate? Just why? What's it about? Is it more I don't understand the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, okay, so we want them to have a consciousness, what their purpose is, what they're doing it for, but what does that, what does that do? What does that do for us? Based on what he's explaining, he says, as long as that's not happening, what? They won't be successful. Or the protection won't be felt. It won't be effective. Felt. Effective. I I, I mean, I have no idea how things work military. I'm speaking right now completely on a Am Yisrael consciousness level. I I don't know how things work military. I just know that the Chayalim's hands are tied. Tied. Even just Thinking above that, obviously, like it's not, you know, it's not on us to figure out there, right. you know, how strong is this battalion? Right, and this right, counts, right. Like, the whole, I think the whole point is like, raise yourself above and realize like, it's all on Hashem. It's right. Never, it's never on any one person or group or it's never on, yeah. you know, we have to do our Hishtabas, obviously, but we can't ever think that it's all on that. Nothing. Yesterday I saw a video of Chayalim going out to Krav, and, you know, it was probably an, a, a Hezder unit. I don't I hope it's not. <clears throat> because the Mefaket gathered everyone together. That's my army. That's Tzva Haganah Yisrael. That, that, that's when it means Haganah. And Haganah doesn't just mean defending myself from, you know, that, that's the protection. That's the Magen. This is like I said before, it's not an Avenue J. That means, by the way, for those of you of the West Coast, you know what Avenue J is, right? Yeah, I grew up there. Mm-hmm. You know, you grew up there. You know what Avenue yeah, J is. Yes, Avenue J. I don't know if you know what Kosher Delight is. That's already a, a separate thing. She was Fifth Avenue. It's whatever. It's, it's all no. there. Meaning, our Inyan, our Inyan is not, like, you know, other countries, they form armies. There's governments, there's armies so that things are protected. That's not really why we're back here. That's not really the inyan. It's something much more, much more heavier and deeper. <coughs> and the consciousness that he's trying to bring here is to bring us to that place, like you were saying, Shoshana. It's like all that's like we don't understand how things work militarily. That's not you know unless we go to the army, and we're in the front lines and the battles, you know, on the bat on the on the on the ground. But we have to realize, like you said over here. Um, En, en al milishem, the bottom paragraph, lo al tzal, lo al erzot abrit, not in America, lo al yoatzim, not on, uh, how do you say yoatz? Advisors. Advisors. Lo al diplomatim, how do you say diplomat? I'm kidding. Lo al baalei koach, ve lo al baalei secher. Nidme she leat leat midbarim, advarim kipshutam mamash. It seems that slowly, slowly, painfully, painfully, hopefully, that the things are getting... Very, very simple and clear. Nisinu akol. We've tried everything. Small ve'yamin. There have been left-wing governments, there have been right-wing governments. Now there's... I don't even know what this government... It doesn't, everything's bilbul. Everything is mebulbal. 
Then we tried dem- dem- democratia, bchirot yeshirot l'rashut ha-memshala, right? Those of you that have been here, you understand, there used to be direct, uh, you used to give two ptakim, you used to have to vote on two things. Just two elections. Right. So, <laughs> right. It wasn't used to be. It wasn't really used like this, but you would vote for a party and you would vote for who you want directly to be the prime minister. We've tried all these things. You know, we've tried all these things. Anyone that came and said, let's change over the whole, all the policies just like this, we said, try it, here, go for it. Let's try this too. With everyone that, you know, so to speak, came and said, oh, we're going to be peaceful now and everything. We see that's not the situation. It's insane. We have a peace treaty with Jordan. And, and the President Herzog, who's such a Kiddush Hashem in the world, my opinion, he had to fight that they put an Israeli flag, just like any other, you know, president comes and has their new flag. He had to, they had to fight that in the meeting with, the, with the King Abdallah, that there would be an Israeli flag. In the, if you have a peace treaty with another country, why on earth? He's saying, because we've tried all these things. These things are not it. We have a peace treaty with Egypt. Anyone, anyone like... Done, anyone want to go Shavuos in Cairo for kicks? No, it's interesting because my father used to say, because he was a that if they were told that if an Egyptian shepherd came over the border and said, I'm, you know, what are you doing? I lost my sheep, shoot him. Mm-hmm. If a Jordanian shepherd came over and said, I lost my sheep, help him find a sheep and send him back. But that was when I was the former. I don't know what anyone would say today. Shaginu yeah. umaadnu, we we tripped over our own mistakes. Maybe now our eyes will be open. Now you, you know again, I want to stress something. This does not mean he's not. At least the way I'm learning it does not mean. Don't you understand? You're just supposed to kill all these people. He's saying, where are you putting your bitachon? That's, the, that's what he's saying. What are you putting your trust in? It's not, how come we didn't shecht all these people? That's not it. He's saying, what are you putting your trust in? If, um, it's amazing, on an, an American dollar, it says, in Gravichel. Like, that's where we put, it's amazing. That's to me, like, one of the funniest things in, in Olam Azeh, that that's where the, the Emuna statement is, is placed. So certain things, you just have to laugh, like... But where are you putting your trust? Where, where have we put our trust all these years? Without going into deep psychoanalysis as to why, how could a people that came out of Auschwitz <coughs> could actually start to believe that this is the places to put our trust and our faith? Many, many books and doctorates have been written on this. It's not for us to, to, to right now bring up. But on a very simple level, we, we've, we tried everything. What makes you think that this, what happened this week, won't keep on happening over and over and over and over again? Bemet, can anyone here tell me why you think this is not going to repeat itself over and over and over again? What logical place in us tells us that no matter what decision is made this week by anyone in in a leadership position will change a thing? Nothing. Won't change a thing. And you all know this. I don't have to convince you of this. Although... If Hashem pulls a it'll be fine. I'm talking about the reality that we have right now that we're working with. If Hashem sends Mashiach, we'll also be fine. Yes, well. Right. (laughs) Meaning, with the reality that we're working with, with the methods that we've chosen up until now to put our faith in, right, and to to stress the importance, 
what, why would anyone, like Einstein's theory of insane, like why would anyone think that anything should be different? Nothing. Zell. 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 Nothing else. <coughs> but with the thing about Sahal, what I was thinking of when you were saying that earlier, is that the, um, it's not like our soldiers are just soldiers anywhere protecting the citizens of their country and doing a great job. They're protecting the Jewish people, and it's a different uh, concept. And I think a lot of them that go into the army understand this, especially the ones that are going through Mechina. They really explain to them that this, the, the importance of their service. I mean, I'm sure not everyone realizes this, right. but it's the Jewish people. And who are the Jewish people? We are Hashem's representatives here on this earth. So it's our continuity and our survival as a people, not just, just citizens of a nation that they're protecting. Alevai, that was true. Alevai, that was the consciousness across the board. <clears throat> but it's not. That's a hard thing to accept. The night Bnei Brak happened, angry Yidin went to protest near Yitzhar. Yidin are being killed in the streets of Bnei. Of course I'm going to go out and protest. How could I not? And I don't know if you saw footage of one of the leading officials in the army. It, was, it reminded me of, you'll see in a second, he tried, to, he tried to calm down one of the protesters that wouldn't let go of his flag. It's an, are we in Eretz Yisrael or not? just want to make sure. Flags are okay, right? Jewish, Israeli flag? Not Yitzhar, apparently. Right, apparently not so much. And he was schlepped. You know, these guys there have huge payas and beards. And the guy couldn't get a hold of him, so he yanked him by his mm-hmm. payas and his beard. You have things like this happen. And today we have flag? Huh? Today we have yeah. flag? Yeah, because it's a, it's a, how do you, what do you call it? A, 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 yeah. Incitement. Incitement. Bar-Ilan University also is a crazy thing. A few weeks ago, they sent out emails to all the students in the dorms, that no one's allowed to put a flag outside your... Then they retracted it yesterday when they realized that this is going to... All these things, all these inyanim of consciousness... The yeah, circle back to Emma yesterday. Mm-hmm. There were like the, 50, the what? The circle back to Emma yesterday. Mm-hmm. And now there was oh, a circle like ten. 50 boys yeah. singing and dancing and handing out flags. Like, uh, like, like the no park sure, flags. Uh, like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But they said, oh, when you're walking, when you're going Crazy. into the Efrat, you probably feel like you can breathe again. And then you see it, it was like... It's these dangerous fascists, these really kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> Scary, kitsonim, radical. What, what, kind of, what, kind of, what kind of chinuch are you giving your children here? Israeli flag? Are you crazy? We don't give up. Israeli flag. No, but, the, the, you know, certain things, certain things over the years, that we've, it's become it's because the goal of hachna'ah has become so far removed from our national identity here that you can get completely lost in things that you wouldn't imagine you'd be getting lost in. Yeah, Dina. I'm not understanding like what the issue is. So it's not it's, like we, we want this army to be like a tzibah Hashem, right? Like that's what we want. So we want it to be God's army, yeah. So I'm saying, what what are we saying is the intention of the army right now? We're saying it should shift from. This is why I didn't want to get stuck on this. That's just one word in the, in the Ma'amar. We said you can't la- rely on Sahal. It's not, that's really, it's just like a Malik taking us away. Not you, Chas I'm saying. It's just taking us away from the point here. The point here is the recognition of why do we have an army? Why do we have a country? What are we even doing here? And how have we survived all these years as well? 
Like, how has it been possible to have gone through everything we've gone through? How has it been possible to, do, to, to, to have gone through everything? He was giving a mashal of, like, we sat down for Natilat Yadayim while the war was happening. We kept the halacha of, you know, of the, you know, minak slash halacha, of the talking in between Natilat Yadayim and, and, uh, and Amotzi, while the world continues to come, we go back to eat. Like, he was just saying, what, what, what a crazy thing. Like, this, to a certain extent, the secret of our survival, and he's not saying over here to be, like, you know, submissive and on the level of, like, and just let our enemies torture us, v'chulei, v'chulei. It's just basically mechavening to us what has been, what has been Am Yisrael's gachelet. Uh, gachelet is a... Kind of, like the, like the... Thank you. What? Burning <laughs> ember. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to... But he's going to tie it soon to, you know, to Ishmael. So we'll get there in a second. Can I get this story out of my head um, from Rav Grossman's book, from Rav Grossman, that was actually in the, in the seven... In, I think it was the first... I don't know what year... The first seven or more? The 82. 82, yeah. So it so there's this it's a very very long story, but basically this whole group this whole battalion was staying in this like crazy place in the in the Negev and they had no um, they had no air conditioning and they had no supplies and there was nothing and he had some connection with them and he basically invited them all up to Nidala Emek and um, and just to make a very long story short they had a there was a Sefer Torah that um, that he that was that one of the boys had a connection with with it and it was it was not yet finished it was being finished and he you know i don't know he must have not slept for like four days mm. at that point and he called the the person who was finished the sofer and he said can you bring it here and we'll and and finish it here in honor of these of the chayalim mm. and he basically made this huge announcement to the chayalim that um that they should all write a, a letter and that they should have the image that the letter is wrapping itself around them and that that's what they're going into battle with that the letter Hashem is, you know, is, is protecting them, and they, and I mean, he even, even went so far as to say, like, I promise you that you'll all be safe. And they all came back. And they all came back safely. You see, that that's exactly that's a perfect story to illustrate exactly what we mean by everything we're saying in terms of asking a chayal. I want you to not not interrogating them, but asking them, like, I want you to know, did anyone tell you why you why you enrolled? Did anyone did anyone really give it over to you? Because it's Arachrayut. Did anyone give it over to you? you have, you're a safe retire. You yourself are a safe retire. I can tell you when I went in, nobody told me. You just went in. So I'm saying if we wrap, if we wrap these, you know, you know how much. In our house, there's, you know, we have Tzadikim. We have Babich Rebbe and the PSS Rebbe and all the Tzadikim and the Chayalim are, are, are our modern day Tzadikim. This is, but, but it's amazing how like the holiest person and people in the world have no idea that they're holy. But, but you have to have some reason, you have to have some kind of consciousness beneath, like, why are you doing what you're doing? Just like we have to know with our mitzvahs, why we're doing what we're doing. And we always speak about checklist Yiddishkeit. There's checklist enrollment in the army as well. Just because why did you get drafted? Well, that's what we do. Okay, but why do we do? You have to tell every chayal, you are a chayal because Hashem gave Eretz Yisrael to Avram Avinu. There's no other reason in the world that you're a chayal. Because Hashem said lech lecha. That's the only reason why, why people are chayalim are chayalim. Because Hashem said lech lecha. And everything, everything stems from there. 
But that's been forgotten from the consciousness. We've tried all other shitas. None of these things work. And people have tried with good kavanot. I think like, you know, people both on the right and on the left have tried many times to, to say, look, until we get to that consciousness amongst all of Israel, we've got to do our best right now to save lives. You know, everyone's tried. I don't believe that people on the left, <clears throat> you know, obviously you know, most of us that live here, I, I, I assume, are more with what we call a right-wing mindset, but I don't believe, like, people, someone asked me once uh, after we had Moshe Feiglin speak in our show, they said, oh, you're, 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 a, you're a political party? I said, Mapitum, if Yair Lapid wanted to come and speak here tomorrow, and he wanted to talk about Avat Yisrael, he'd be invited, Ki Adamelech, Mapitum. We have to just keep on reminding ourselves and educating ourselves that it's all because Hashem said to Avim Avinu Lech Lecha. And, once, and, when, and that's forgotten. You get stuck, you get, we get lost in this the way the rest of the world sets up shop, the way the rest of the world sets up democracies and sets up the way that things roll. So the mechinas are wonderful and the Hezdi Yeshivas are wonderful, but we're not yet at a percentage that you know, maybe 99% of the chayalim are going to mechinas to get the, the consciousness. It has to continue much, much more. I want to continue because this is, this is the nikuda. I'm sorry, I really want to finish this because this is the nikuda that he's going to explain to us today, how to deal with today. Kol ha'amur, everything we said right now, nogea bimyuchad letzaroteinu mibnei Yishmael. What we're dealing with now, this is most, most kashur to our tzarot from bnei Yishmael, from Yishmaelites. Kach muva b'perush l'birkud l'rebeliezer, v'lama nikra shmo Yishmael, why is Yishmael's name Yishmael? She'atid ha'kadosh baruch hu l'ishmoa b'kol na'akat ha'am, He's saying, eventually, Yishmael is going to cause us to daven. And we'll be heard, because Yishmael is going to cause us to daven. Like it says in Tehillim, he will hear they're crying, and answer them. So people have kind of confused themselves with, wait, 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 oh, so you're saying he's going to answer Yishmael? Or, no, no, Yishmael is a shaliach because they're going to cause us to daven. And the question is, are we enabling them to fulfill their shalichus kara'ui? Meaning, are we doing what the Navi says is going to be the result of it or not? <laughs> Our milchama with them is a, is a milchama of, uh, it's a war of, of davening. It's a war of prayer. They're also davening to God. God will listen to our tefillahs and save us from the pain that's caused, that's brought to us down from Yishmael, the end of days. Aval, but in Shamaim, you know, we asked in the beginning of Shir, what do you want from us in Shamaim? Now he's saying, well, Shamaim is waiting for us to actually cry out. As the Navi already said, will be the development of the end of days as a result of the tsaras that comes from such people. But he's saying over here, this is important. 
It's not about waiting, okay, let's see when the next pigu is, and then we'll start to really daven. Chalila, God forbid, to awaken our hearts and open our mouths to start screaming. But to start the crying and screaming now. Not as someone that's like, ah, oh, whatever, it's not my parsha. It used to be, oh, they throw rocks in the shtachim. I don't live there, I live in Ramat Gan. Haifa, Afula, Chedera, Be'er Sheva, Bnei Brak, Yerushalayim. There's no situation where a Jew in Eretz Yisrael today can say, Zelono Ge'alai. And the truth is, there's no situation a Jew in the world can say, Zelono Ge'alai, it won't reach me. We all know this. But he's saying the Indian is, don't wait until the terror, Chas V'Shalom, shows up on your doorstep to start crying and davening. Now, what, what does this connect us to? Remember what he said in the beginning of the story of the Baal Tfila? What would the Shliach, what, what would the Gibor do? He said he would send his message of what he wants 50 parsaot before he showed up at the machoz, at the county. He would send the message way before he actually showed up at the place that he was going to come and conquer to say, listen, this is what it's all about. I just want hachna. So those that are waiting for, you know, to, for it to show up in their face, we get so too startled that we forget what the whole point is of this interaction with such, you know, such, a, such, a, such a painful, sensitive moment. But the messages are being sent not 50 parcels ahead. The messages are being sent thousands of years already ahead. There's no chidosh to anybody. Anyone that's shocked that this is happening right now is absolutely insane. Pashut meshuga. There's no other word. Anyone that is, says, I can't believe it. Like they say in Israel, Chai Beseret. I don't know how you say that in English. <laughs> no, it's like, imagine you go to America and you say, wow, you live in a movie. Like, what are you talking about? It's not living in a... Chai Beseret. You're quite the imagination. Huh? You're quite the imagination. Right. <laughs> or in, in, I remember when I first came to, to Israel, the kids, they would... Uh, when they wanted to laugh at you, one of the things they'd say when you, like, you're like, out of it, they're like, wow, ta astronaut. <laughs> I was thinking, interesting, when I was a kid, that was actually, my, my dream was to be an astronaut, right? <laughs> you know, NASA was like, you know, every kid. No, they do, they call the space cadet. Yeah, cadet, I guess, is the deal there. I don't know. I don't know. Kach tzalich le'agish kol echad be'echad me'itanu, sh'ashem shomea tfila. That at the end of the day, when I daven, he's not saying over here, only davening is the answer, but he's saying when the davening becomes the result from such a thing, then the person that's out on the battlefield is armed with, he's, he's wrapped, like you saying, with the Sefer Torah on the battlefield. And not any other book of in the, in Megillat Atzma'ut, as, as holy as it was B'Sha'ato, there's a much holier Megillah than Megillat Atzma'ut. It's called the Torah. We had to have all these things coming out of Auschwitz to give us little rays of hope, of modern, you know, modern hope, the But we see, we've tried all these things. And, you know, there was a terminology that was used during the Oslo years that it's Mamash Amalek, it's called Korbanot HaShalom. That means the sacrifices of peace. 
That's a very non-Jewish concept. These are words that have already gone into the Israeli toda'ah, into the Israeli uh, <coughs> toda'ah. The con- yeah, this is not a Jewish concept at all. It's a, not a Jewish concept. Korbanot shalom. The sacrifices of peace, people that have been blown up on buses, sacrifices of peace. That's what was being said back then. These things have to be removed from the way that, you know, the country, forget it. I know we're not going to say that here, but there, there's, a, there's a need to be met, to remove this from the consensus, from the way that things are being thought about. So, but again, when he says here, at least the way that we're learning it, or that I feel it's important to learn it, when he says, everything is only dependent on our tefillah, that does not mean, don't do anything, let them do everything, and just sit at home and daven. It just means that while you're doing everything to protect yourself, daven. Daven strong. Remind our chayalim that are protecting us, and those that are sending our chayalim to the front lines, why they're being sent to the front lines. Let's go to the end of the Torah. Let's אומר לנו השם, אין כלום, ממש כלום, אף אחד לא יכול לעזור לכם. Your best friend, Blinken, and even Trump, sorry to say, all this, they're pawns, they're either Korishes or Nebuchadnezzar's or Achashverosh's, this is all שטויות. No one was going to come and help you, ואף אחד גם לא ירצה לעזור לכם. No one's going to want to help you. Where are all your gods that you trusted in? Rashi explains these words. See now. Understand from the trouble that I've brought upon you that you don't have anyone else but me. Understand. Is there anything more clear than this? Do we need more examples, God forbid, to show us that all these gods we've made for ourselves are like dust in the wind and don't exist? Don't exist. But in a weird way, it's like they're just doing their shlichut. It's not even like, how could they not be? It's like there's a bigger plan. It's like the Alter Rebbe brings that mushroom of a... Never. I'm not going to go into it now, but like, you know, when, when the Yetzirah does its job, but it doesn't win, so it's almost <coughs> happy, because the, the job of the Yetzirah was to put you through a test, but Bezrat Hashem, not to make you succumb to it, right? So all our oivim, all these pawns, can you imagine a world where all these enemies reveal their real face, and, and we'll see like they were just Shluchim to cause us to daven. It's very hard to say such words. But in the Pnimius of Dvarim, we know that that's how we've always been. That's how we've, we've always looked at the world. That's how the Nisham of Am Yisrael has always stayed intact. So that's why I said in the beginning of Shir that this is a Shir that in high school I would throw a chair at me. Bemet. Because I didn't want to hear it. 
And part of me like, actually still wants to do that right now to myself in a weird way. Bemet, I'm, I'm very torn over this. I'm very torn. It's like really a voda for me to actually take this and say like, this is what I'm forcing myself to choose to connect to. Because my nature is not like this. My nature is, you know, I grew up here, right? It, it's a different world when, when, you're, when you're 14, you see pictures in the paper of Jews being kidnapped, stabbed in the neck and back, found the next morning handcuffed with rocks in their mouth. This is, this is stuff we grew up with. That's, my nature is not to say, okay, the, the, what he's saying. It's not. It's, 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 it's what Rav Kahana said. And Malasot, it's what he said. But the, the piece in me here that's like forcing myself to say, but I, if it's, if it's about this bigger picture called Mashiach and everything, then I have to force myself, even if it's against my nature, this is me personally speaking, to understand that this is, if I talk all the time, all year long, when I don't feel the, the you know, bells of war in my door, doorstep, to talk about a higher consciousness sweeping through the cloud, then I have to apply that also to times like this as well. Even though my nature is saying, Mapito, now you, you, you round everyone up and you do what you have to do. But then, do I think everything will go away the next day? Do I think if I have a hardcore right-wing government that'll appear tomorrow because right now that's what the Am is feeling, that anything is really going to change here? Mehmet, do I feel that? The other side says, do you have the luxury to think different? This is the war that's going on inside of me. This is why I'm exhausted. So this morning I'm choosing, you know, the way that he's brought it up to us. And this is what it means to have a munas tzaddikim. The Rabbi Nachman gave over this story many years ago. And we're learning from one paragraph of a story how to choose to listen to this, to the how to read signs, how to choose to apply these signs to us. And how to set up ourselves to not be surprised anymore. Like how to change that element of surprise. Oh my God, can you believe this happened? Nothing happened yesterday that actually ended up happening, resulting, right? There were plenty of nisyanot. Who knows what's going to happen today? Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? And in a certain world, that's irrelevant because what, happened, what, what matters is, like, what are we doing right now? What are we doing right now? So I give us all a bracha to hold on to the words of the Torah and the tzaddikim and our love for Am Yisrael, which we know is real, to have enough courage to really love even more. And that means sometimes even making things a little bit uncomfortable with bringing down consciousness and awareness as to why we're even fighting for all this in the first place. And that's not a simple task at all. At all, at all, at all. It means to get out of any comfort zone of what we thought was like, this is it, and everyone has to think like this. And to be open, to be open, to open our hearts for Hashem, okay, you're waiting for a certain tefillah, Yishmael, you're waiting for a certain tefillah. You need more than Esti's tefillah. Does Hashem, do you, can you possibly need anything more than Esti's davening today? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. I, I stand behind her and her tefillah every day of the year, especially today. 
בזכות no pressure, בזכות נשים צדקניות, we got out of the mess the initial time. Us men are too, we're too מתוסבך with thinking as גיבורים of the field. I really believe in the tefillah of, uh, that's why I feel like the, 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 the sikui our shul has to actually be finished and stand and be chazak is because of the tehillim that's happening every night there at 8.30 and I want to encourage everyone to attend. Uh, I think it's giving my, my daughters that go, it's giving them their Yiddishkeit in ways that uh, couldn't happen any other way. Okay, we should, we should hear and live and be proud messengers of B'sorot Tovot. Amen.